apparently our sound app has been removed. Like my music that I play is gone. Like that application is no longer a thing. Like it's That's not a I thing mean. in Twitch Studio beta or it's uh I I mean I can go in and I can see if I can re-add it to our account, but it's no longer letting me put music up. Like the application isn't even there. <laughs> so that's fun. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Anyhow. There will be a day when we have no technical difficulties. Yeah, probably when we're not streaming from our houses anymore. <laughs> no, we've been... <laughs> having, having volunteered for a for the the TV studio in Eau Claire, it they constantly had technical difficulties. That's fair. So before we get too terribly sidetracked, thank you everyone for popping in to watch us tonight. Before we get going with our actual recording of tonight's episode, we do have to announce the winner of our giveaway. Let me just rehash what this delightful person that follows us has won. They get to pick either The Seeker's Guide to Twisted Taverns or Stibble's Codex of Companions by Ghostfire Gaming. That person must get back to us with details on how to get the digital version to them within a week of today's announcement. We're going to notify them via Whisper here on Twitch. Our winner of our giveaway is Lil Bunny Ruru. Thank you again for following us here. We really appreciate it. We do in fully intend on doing more giveaways here on the channel in the future. So if you're interested in being entered in for more giveaway stuff, then give us a follow because all of our follows are entered in for these giveaways. On to other things. Tonight, we're going to be recording In Absentia, episode 33, Patience is a Virtue. I was serious, John. I could just put Patience is a Virtue, John, if that helps. <laughs> it, it is a virtue. So as we go along tonight, I am going to be our GM. My name is Steve. You can find me on Twitter at UberGeekMedia and pretty much anywhere else. I've even posted a couple things on TikTok. And joining me tonight as my fellow hosts and players, I have John. Hi, I'm John. I've been playing Elden Ring and I'm very frustrated right now, so yeah. Frustrated. Uh, but I play Quill, the tabaxi wizard. <laughs> Just baseline frustrated. And Anne. Hi, I'm Anne. I've been playing Wildflowers on Apple Arcade, and it is a uh, simpler version of Stardew Valley. It's brought me serotonin. It's not frustrating it's great that's acceptable john you should probably switch over to that thanks we can, we can judge my choice of games 
And who are you playing tonight, Anne? I'm playing Story. And also, <laughs> Mark. Hi, I'm Mark. I have some ink on my arm, and I am playing Ziggurat, the Dragonborn Sorcerer, uh, who likely doesn't have ink on his arm because he's a sorcerer and he doesn't need to write spells. Okay. Who would like to guide us through our recap? Uh, I can. I mean, everybody keeps notes, but I've got some notes. You have gorgeous notes. So does Anne. They're really not gorgeous if you look at it. I mean, this is the beauty of ink, is it's not beautiful. <laughs> I like to dream that one of my players takes amazing, beautiful, like, calligraphy notes. <laughs> oh, boy, I wish. I mean, I write down all of my nicknames for your NPCs <laughs> instead of the real names. Uh, so what happened in episode 32? Well, uh, I'll tell you what happened. Um, first of all... We made it back to the underground after the assassination attempt on the the unsuccessful assassination attempt on the sheriff's life. Um, uh, story uh, doesn't understand how identify spell works uh, and just gives everything and says, please identify this. So after a number of hours, likely of sorting through items, uh, she, she drops her items and heads off to a training montage and Quill and Zigrit work to identify some stuff um during the story's training session um she's working with these known twins named is it jorson yep uh jorsren and jelquis stout fern jorsren that's right okay yep uh, uh brother and sister twin gnomes um so she's kind of learning some magic from that it would be a nice fun montage uh Zigrit gets a lot of backstory dump uh, with a conversation with a fellow dragonborn he met named nikau kind of about some regions and stuff that he could potentially go to maybe find his parents but nikau didn't himself find anything about Zigrit's parents uh didn't have anything extra to really add other than you can check out a few places um capital might be the way to go or another area called zakik um which would you know you could jump on a ship and go way west to a bunch of other places and then quill learns a bit about artificing and Zigrit gets some time also to talk about healing that was the things by the way that we talked about doing off screen a little bit um but we that was yeah that was kind of the thing that's kind of where we ended was um quill getting some artificing stuff and Zigrit wanting some time uh learning how to heal a little bit make some potions from scratch with trisha that's right because she wanted to see how well you knew different plants and gave you poison and then mint and Ziggurat passed that test with a plum. I think it was like a 23 or something on a roll. So that was ab about where we ended. I still posit it would have been <laughs> funnier if he had failed, though. This, this Ziggurat thing is is the things that Ziggurat is statistically good at. He rolls so poorly on <laughs> like intimidation. I don't know. And survival is something he's good at, but he did well. So I have I have a theory about the fact that you always roll so poorly on intimidation. It's because your charisma is so high. You're just too charming. It's true. They just can't believe that you're that angry. He's disarmingly charming. Believable. Like the he fumbles his way through his charm and people find that charming. Like, oh, poor Dragonborn. You're trying and 
In a way, I'm attracted to that. Attracted as a friendship, not sexually. Or maybe. Who's one to knock? It's because you can't make people's decisions for them. Where we left off was with this moment between Ziggurat and Trisha where she didn't fully believe in Ziggurat's capability, but you know, Ziggurat kind of passed with flying colors, and Trisha was a little floored by that and took him a little more seriously than she did previously. I have to imagine that she's probably encountered a lot of people that are like, oh yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, I know that, and then they die because they picked the wrong thing, or they, or she has to save their ass, you know? Ziggurat's like, Luke, mate, I told you, I'm from... Uh... I'm from the mountains, and uh, is uh, we survived out there. I've been trekking, been out on like weeks, weeks long journeys. It's uh, something I grew up with. Well, I'm I'm glad you didn't pick the wrong thing because we don't have infinite supplies, so I wouldn't want to waste any of them on you. Right, and I'm glad because uh, I wouldn't die. <laughs> it's, it's we both win. There's that too, I suppose, but. It sounds like you'd be the best person to teach me how to use uh, potions. We don't really have any, like, magical healers, so we're going to have to rely on the land for. Yeah, she would bring you over to this area with these alchemical laboratories set up. Just rows of different jars of different types of ingredients. Some of them are mundane with just, you know, a medicinal property. Some of them are arcane elements, but she kind of starts reaching up and grabbing some things that some of which you recognize, some of you, some that you may have seen, but didn't really put a lot of stock into. And she starts showing you how to do a few things. Is there anything like specific that you're, you're looking for to, for her to teach you with this specific lesson or are we just trying to build foundations for Ziggurat is trying to get a proficiency with the healer's kit specifically so probably whatever you know the herbs and remedies that come with the healer's kit mechanically ultimately that allows him to be able to craft potions because he needs to have that proficiency um, but that is I think the ultimate goal of the, the amount of time it would take because I think we're kind of hanging out for X amount of time for story. So Ziggurat's using his time to invest in that proficiency. Okay. She would also show you specifically how to put together the makeshift healer's kit, the types of things that you could use to um, restock your healer's kit and things like that. Is this something you would want to take effect immediately or at the next level up? Let's do next level up. I think that makes a lot of sense where he might have to practice a little bit more after the things he learned. And I don't want to, I don't want to shortcut that. I like that. Cause then I can make you roll for failure yeah. and there could be some fun side yeah, effects. No, that, I, that, that sounds good. Cause yeah, the other, cause I think the proficiency for healers kit's pretty strong. Cause I can do potions for cheaper and with like natural stuff. And I think there was like, um, uh, antidote or something like that too. So I can, Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that sounds good. Okay, and then you also have a few 
like random things you've picked up along the way. Like the Grick, you have its, I think, a beak, Correct. right? I do. Uh, where did that go? Uh, I think that's still in your inventory last time. It was I a second ago, and so. then I accidentally. Oh, no, there. Yep. Cave beaks. Cave squid beak. Um, yeah, I had uh, boar pelts, but we decided those got rotten, so I deleted them out of my inventory. <laughs> Because they were uncured. You didn't want to save no. those, and that's yeah, that'd be gross. They probably smell up and be really nasty. So you open so. this backpack. Oh, right, those were in there. Yeah, I'm just envisioning. <laughs> just get like, like his, his, you know, wide dragonborn mouth, just <laughs> big teeth, like. Oh, that is quite the picture, actually. Thank you for that. You're welcome. <laughs> like, like little frost, like steam comes out as he like retches. All the scales like get. Ooh, tinged. does it come out frozen? Oh, it, it would. It would like plink when it hits on the <laughs> it's ground. It's like a giant mouse pellet in winter. <laughs> plink. Gross. <laughs> it's official. Oh, it's canon. It's the greatest. Oh. Oh, Ziggert God. vomits it's in cannon. frozen owl pellets. It's <laughs> oh, <God>. amazing. <laughs> uh, yes, yes okay. he does have that Grick beak. Okay. So, yeah, and she um, maybe even brings you um, to like a makeshift infirmary or something like that where people are you know, seeking a little bit of aid. Oh, yeah. um, Gets to do some, have some bedside manner practice. A uh, little more practical uh, applications of this instead of just all theory. Mm-hmm. Well, this is great, Trisha. I never knew I could uh, use so many pots. I mean, like, we're keen on using pots of an animal we kill for, like, food and, um, like, you know... Uh, whatever we could, you know, pelts and stuff. But I didn't know that, like, if I were to kill, say, a kobold, ugh, fucking kobolds, I could potentially reuse, like, their uh, tail or whatever as an example for potions. Yeah, and she goes, if someone gets poisoned, a little bit of charcoal goes a long way. You know, it's funny, I didn't know that. Anyway, thanks for all the help. This this will be great. Though it does interact with certain potions, you need to make sure to cross-reference that they don't cancel each other out. <laughs> right. She's got a little chart <laughs> on a piece of wood. She's, like, drilling it into yeah, your head. Drug interactions are important. And then she, like, gives you something. I'm like, okay, hurry, which one? <laughs> you, said, you said it was called cross-fading? Right, okay, I'll remember that one. <laughs> And uh, when Quill dies, I'm making a kobold barbarian. Yeah, I was going to ask, like, are kobolds sentient beings in they, this world? They, like, Oh, in this world. Yeah, good question. Yeah. How uh, we... no, is Ziggurat just, yeah. like, kind of, like, a really bad person in the kobold world? <laughs> I mean... He's a monster to them. (laughs) If we had to get down to the nuts and bolts of it, Ziggurat is absolutely uh, bigoted towards kobolds. I mean, they are murderous in his region. 
I think just culturally. Yeah. Yeah, culturally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just a just a kobold tribe with a picture of Sigrid, and they all point to him. This man's bad. <laughs> he says mean things about us all the time. <laughs> they just they're just like now you go to bed now or the big tall scary frost man is gonna get you <laughs> it's like a picture of Ziggurat's Ziggurat's like grandfather or something that did something some horrible thing to some small clan of kobolds back in the prehistory to them it was just like yeah we need that cave cleared out so we can uh, set up camp over there next time safely. <laughs> we need a better storage cave. <laughs> Run out of sp- space in the wine cellar. Go take care of those kobolds. It's not even anything important. Also, That's horrible. Kevin, hey, everybody has blind spots. <laughs> Ziggurat's just got a large one there. That's all. So. That montage goes on, uh, probably, I would assume, um, on and off. Likely that's all he's doing the whole time, yeah. Like, that's, that's pro- he's probably dedicated it after feeling the guilt of injuring his own companions multiple times. He's throwing himself into a little bit of, like, how can I balance this out a little bit? So that's likely all he's, he's doing. He's doing the health kit, tool kit, boot camp. Yeah, makes right. perfect sense. And then what, uh, where would Quill be this? Probably still working with Yaladu? Like, if, if we're doing, are we doing like a continuation or a. I think we had talked about like fast forwarding a little bit, but I, I'd just like to get like a summary sort of of the next few days and we can just talk a little bit about it. Yeah, like over the period of time that Story is getting trained. Quill trains more with Yaladu, figures out a tinkering kit solution, and actually that plus one sword, he, he ends up trading it to Yaladu for a tinkerer's kit and a, a healer's kit, as well as some like, just basic like tinkering supplies and okay. like metals. That seems good. I'm so sorry. Real quick clarification. This was all for a proficiency in herbalism kit, not healer's kit, which is what I said originally. That's an important distinction. Uh, yeah, yep. it's, I just, yeah, just wanted to make that distinction. So herbalism kit for Ziggurat. Sorry, continue. So yeah, picking up an, an herbalism kit and a tinkerer's kit and some metals. And yeah, at this point, I'm assuming as well, they've they've kind of pulled apart Quill's old book and transformed it into its new form, which is significantly distinct from what it once was. It is no longer a book of uh, mere pages and leather, but a like bound ream of like very thin copper plates that are etched in a way, so they're pieces of them are raised up so that Quill can open the pages and just run his fingers down along these copper plates and find the spells he needs. That's really cool. I love that visualization. Very cool. So, yeah. 
Yeah. So Quill's spellbook reforged. He takes it in hand. This is perfect. And with this, this tinkerer's kit, and thank you, Yaladu, I, I think I can, can have a measure of safety and protection in my, in my private studies. Well, I mean, it's no fist tool, but, I mean, it'll do. I'm, I'm sure, you know, I'll, I'll be inspired in some way at some point to make some device that will draw the ire of my fellow magicians. And he just leans back, crosses his fingers. All is as it should be. And I shall call it the Northrop. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then story was going to work on just working on more spells, right? Her last spell is disguise self. And in the interim, when she can get Yaladu away from Quill, uh, she's going to talk to him more about these uh, glitter bombs and uh, what we can do with them. How much gold does Story have on her? A lot. So over the period of a week when he's not working with Quill, Yaladu would be able to whip something up. She has 322 gold, and she would be willing to spend every single silver. For 300 gold, Yaladu. Wasn't, wait, hold on, wasn't Story having some inventory problems before? <laughs> Priorities. Priorities. Story would like... In her most mischievous, she loves her guy's way. For there to be some way to do a non-lethal, obviously, little glitter bomb. The more... She, she, she knows there needs to be a mixture of glitters. Bigger ones that you can see, and then like mica powder. That's absolutely terrifying to me. I hope you realize that. It's literally going to give me stress nightmares tonight. Multiple sizes of glitter. And all of your children love me, and I love to give them gifts that make you <laughs> nervous. But they have to be small enough that she can like. Get okay. So, here's what I'm going to say that Yaladu can do. For 300 gold, since he is literally developing a new thing. And they have to give that satisfying poof. So what he's going to do is he is going to give you a small glass ball. Wrapped in gold wire. And inside is just swirling silver and gold particles. What it's going to do is when you throw it, 
it is going to have an effect as the spell Glitter Dust, which, for those of you that don't know, you choose a point within range. A cloud of golden particles covers everyone and everything within a 10-foot radius of that point, blinding creatures. Everyone and everything within the area is covered by the dust, which cannot be removed and continues to sparkle until it fades. For the duration, any target covered by the dust has disadvantage on dexterity stealth checks and gains no benefit from being invisible. Each target that is a creature must succeed in a wisdom saving throw or become blinded for the duration. At the end of each target's turn, it may repeat its saving throw, ending the blindness on success. Wow. So it contains, uh, what's the name Glitter of the spell dust, again? And it lasts for one minute. I'm going to die like this. So this one's not going to be the permanent glitter herpes that Quill has. <laughs> Quill is, Quill's going to die to glitter dust. Okay, but you, you do understand that this is now a tactical thing, that she's going to be really pissed when she has to use it in a fight, right? And I'm not saying if she does, when she has to, she's going to be pissed. We're going to go at some point <laughs> through like a like a, a anti-magic zone or something. And all the prestidigitation that has been done to get the glitter away from Quill is going to come off. And he's just going to shine like a diamond in the night. It's going to be amazing. And then everyone around him will have to do a wisdom saving throw or else be blinded for <laughs> I'm not that much of a monster. Gonna learn Mordenkind's magnificent mansion just so I can take a bath in there for seven days. Bleach. <laughs> and bleach. And lie, just to get rid of it forever. As much as possible. Now, over this time, has have either of you needed gold for any reason that you don't have not right now i don't know that like we were pretty set as far as adventure goes from ziggurat's perspective we haven't come across like the, the difference between where we're at and some of the magic items that i think quill and ziggurat have both kind of maybe discussed like oh wouldn't it be cool to have like this thing we had we don't even have anywhere close to the amount of gold we would need no no do we want a wagon, though, and a horse? I suppose is a good question. You guys had discussed that last time. How much would that be? Wagon and a horse? Um, like, depending on the horse, like, 75, 50 gold. Yeah, I was going to say, and they are readily available in this town, because this is a mining town, and, it, I mean, there's a lot of... You could get a really shitty one for 45 gold. And each time you travel between cities, you would roll a d100 to see if it falls apart. A, way, no, a wheel thanks. breaks or uh, something. Yeah, Quill will chip in a third <laughs> to get us away. I'm just trying to save you guys some hassle and save you a little money. <laughs> trying to give you a deal here, John. How are how are the lemon laws in Turst, Steve? <laughs> Go with something good. <laughs> 
Because, yeah, she has 322 gold. But she would, this would probably come, he would probably be done with this after we would arrange for these things. Sure. Yeah. What, how much did you say would be an acceptable total? wagon? Or exceptional an acceptable, a, a, a uh, travel worthy and, and horse and horse. So this isn't like a tricked out wagon with spinners and no, we don't need spinning rims. We don't need diamond encrusted. I mean, we are in a place where diamond encrusted wheels would probably be a bit cheaper, but we don't need diamond encrusted wheels. Um, let's say. Oh, wow. It's actually significantly cheaper than that for a wagon. Oh, wow. Uh, 35 gold. Well, uh, plus horse. Plus a horse. Okay, so yeah. Um, so for a a draft horse, it would be 50. So 85 for a good horse plus wagon. Um, Just to kind of like slightly RP this, but also try to do it quickly. Can Ziggurat have tried to negotiate that price down from 85 to 75? That's, that's, that's the goal of what he's trying to do in this, uh, very brief exchange of art. We could make it a donkey or a mule. We're getting a real horse. It's a lot cheaper. <laughs> Look, might I would be fun with a mule. They're wonderful beasts. I have a very nice ass. <laughs> Look at the shape on it. <laughs> but here's the thing. My mates, my mates, they, they want a horse, honestly. You know, look at me. I'm the kind of person, uh, person, dragonborn. I'm huge. I'm heavy. We need a, we need a real draft horse. But 75 gold seems fair to me. Not, not to mention, at, I'm sure she doesn't want to say it out loud, but our, our small bird friend over there, she has something of a hoarding problem, and we need we need something with pulling power. Okay, tell you what. 75, get the wagon, get the draft horse, I'll throw the donkey in for free. Uh. Just because it's really ornery, and it would be kind of a favor if you took it off my hands. <laughs> and it is adorable. <laughs> okay, that's that's fair. Here's the thing. But, but like, we have to feed it. We could use it to feed us. And you look over and the donkey just is, like, eyeballing you. <laughs> We don't say that out loud. <laughs> Fine. All right. Horse, cart. We'll take the donkey. Hold his hand out, you deal. Ziggurat's hand is around his whole forearm. Deal. And that would be 25 gold a person if we split it evenly. Who's going to take the lead on the donkey? Not Sigrid. 
Um, story 100% would try. Okay, so 25. Quill, wait, don't you have animal handling? <laughs> Pike Theos does, Ziggert does not. <laughs> Pike Theos, oh yeah. Do you have animal handling story? Well, I have, I have points in it, but it, the little circle isn't filled in. I'm not proficient. You're going to talk to this nice donkey. Go ahead and roll me an animal handling check, please. Eleven. Mm. As soon as the lead is handed over to you, it starts pulling. Give me a strength roll, please. A throw or a saving throw? A saving throw. He yeets the bird. I got a two. So this donkey just solidly begins walking away with story. Does story hang on? Yeah. I love this so much right now. (laughs) <laughs> are we all together i'm assuming we're all like like we're we're like prepping the cart he we're getting the tour of the cart and stuff is that kind of what what is that the scene set the scene for us here okay you would have shaken hands he has one of his men drive the wagon out with the horse and then literally one of the hands is like fighting this ornery ass donkey that is specifically giving quill the evil eye and then hands the lead over to Story. The donkey immediately thrashes its head, pulls Story off of her feet, and starts dragging Story as it walks confidently away, just over its shoulder, staring you down. Story danger whistles. Which story? <laughs> uh, story? Um... Ziggert chases after and tries to uh, get in front of the donkey, I guess, to get it to stop and kind of waves his hand. We have a wagon now. This uh, should be quite nice, comparatively. Give me an animal handling check, please. Lord. Hey, 17. The donkey stops. Still... Still glaring at you, though. Mate, that's all, mate. We need her. We need you to come down and come with us. And it narrows its eyes at you, shakes its head a little bit, (laughs) starts walking after the wagon begrudgingly. So, if you will, imagine the horse entangled in donkey form. Like, very pouty, very, like, irritated and expressive. Have you seen Tangled? It's a great movie. You should watch it. It's one of my favorite Disney movies. Of course. Of course. Yes. So, that's this donkey. And it's still dragging story. At least he's heading in the right direction. 
to here, right? Who wants to ride down? <laughs> uh, Story gets up and signs, wait a minute. You you can pack onto... They carry your things? Yeah, like, that's what they're for. Soon as you say that, Tigret, the donkey just glares daggers at you. That's what you're for. <laughs> Yeah, uh, who, who wants to drive the wagon? Story raises her hands. She's a little too excited. I look. I walked everywhere I've been. It's his first experience. I think Story. Story would probably be the only person that has like significant experience with a horse and wagon. But uh, who, who's who's driving the cart? I mean, Rava can definitely drive the cart. If, uh, if no one else wants to drive. Yep, uh, sounds, sounds to me like Rava's driving the cart. <laughs> Get away, wagons. Story, can you do me another animal handling check for the wagon? Hell yeah, she can. You're not rushed or anything, so I'll let you roll with advantage. Oh, 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 thank God. Uh, it slowed on the 19 and then went to the 1. It was not fair. 7. Again, I, I reiterate, not a lot of horses in the desert. Um, there are mounts they are rather sizable oh right you said about those like big lizards bigger than rafa bigger than me yes very good oh story you oh well story if you want to drive the wagon that's more than happy i can sit in the back and and tinker and Story's just, you know, that little bit too excited because she's like, I know what I'm doing here. And she, mm, no, she was at very well-trained horses. Completely different kind of training with this horse. The donkey rolls up next to the horse, nickers and whinnies at it a little bit. And suddenly the horse looks pissed off. Our animals don't like us. Yeah, and the the horse starts just pulling the wagon, not necessarily the way you want it to. And now it's giving you guys dirty looks, too. You guys have not made a good first impression on this horse and donkey. <laughs> I, I have no idea what you're talking about. Rava actually quite likes me. If if you could hear what Rava says, that they're saying very nice things about me. So the voices in your head say nice things about you. It could be worse. Could be worse. It, it's essential. It also says nice things about you too, Story. But, wait. Story glares. Hands the reins off. Okay. 
Why don't you go ahead and roll me another animal handling check? All well, whoever wants to try to help story. If things go south uh, with story, Ziggert would roll the second animal handling check just to. You know, he did pretty good the first time. She hands it off to him again in a huff. The donkey looks triumphant. Now listen, you. And Ziggert rolls a 10. <laughs> That's enough to get the horse under control, but the donkey is still looks just angry. And you can tell, you get the impression immediately that this donkey is going to cause problems. Listen, I'm ready to pay that bloke to keep the thing. I assume we're at like a day or two of like going back to the and, and trying to like pack up the cart and stuff. I, I guess we haven't really discussed what we're doing next, but we're I, it seems like we're getting in a position like get ready to move on. And the sticker's like, we can't leave this place right now. Um, this has happened before Story's final talk with Yaladu about this because, uh, yeah, because now she needs to talk to Yaladu about if 297 gold is enough. Right. So through all this, I guess, uh, yeah, Secret's like, listen, uh, stable keeper. This donkey's not going to work. You won't even let us leave the town, and I can't rightly just, like, let him go on his own. How about two gold back and you keep him? He seems happy here, you know? The donkey just glares at the the handler and just shrinks back a little bit. Look at that. He's loving his eyes. Can I persuade him? He goes, um, make it ten. And I guess it's a deal. Ten? There's a loving eyes. I don't know. Seems like he really wants to be home. This is home to him. Roll me. <laughs> Go ahead and roll me. Uh... All right. Persuasion check is going to be a an eight. Yeah, and he's like, Ugh, sorry, um... Mm, yeah, eight or none. Sorry. Eight or no deal. Eight gold. Jeez. Yeah. Oh, Ziggurat is probably off trying to negotiate this on his own at this point. Yeah. So meanwhile, back at the cart with this donkey... Oh, it just looks at it. So, you, you, don't, you don't seem to like... What do you want, donkey? You seem intelligent. And it nods. <laughs> God, Quill's gonna figure out the fucking donkey and we're gonna have to keep it. If you can, uh... I mean, I'm not expecting, like, you writing me out a complex list of demands, but there's means by which you can communicate your desires. I'm more than happy to help you help me. What do you want, donkey? And it walks up to Quill and like puts its head underneath his arm. 
and just sits there. What's oh, puddles? Prob- hold on. Probably about this time, Ziggert's like, it's done. Get the fuck out of here. He's back to his previous owner. I took care of it. Well, that's horrible. I, I just consolidated our, our friendship and... What do you think, Donkey? Yeah, no, this, this Donkey just wants friendship. You what? The Donkey whips its head around his glare as a cigarette. Thought he wanted to stay here. Uh, it's kind of a done deal already. Are we going to have to steal the donkey that we just paid to get rid of? Wait, you, what did you do, Zagret? You see the stable keeper? <laughs> I changed my mind! I paid him to take you, the donkey back. We gotta get going. You, you paid a man to sell the donkey. <laughs> I think we got scammed. Don't. Don't, don't, uh, don't tell a story this. Yeah. Don't. Please. We weren't going to be able to leave this place. What do we do with the donkey then? Well, we keep the donkey. And, uh, I hate you gold. Could, you could try to get your gold back, but I honestly. Donkey, do you want to stay with the tabaxi here? Quill? The donkey's going to, like, walk around Quill and, like, hide behind him and sit down on the ground with its head down. <laughs> you know, I never thought to really, like, ask him what he wanted. Yeah, I, most creatures are fairly intelligent. It's only... It's true. Ah. Uh, Alright. Let's... I'm just sick of this. Alright, let's just keep him in... Uh, let's just call it done. Just walk away with him. Welcome to the team. So how expensive was that wagon now? <laughs> Too soon? 84. So we saved a gold. Only 80. Well, saved 80. seven gold now. We saved yeah. <laughs> yeah. True. Well, technically, the donkey You're right. Too. You're right. So we, yep. Logistically. Yep. Okay. That's the, that's the sitch. We have a horse, a donkey, and a cart. I'm gonna I'm gonna go spend a couple gold on uh, apples and carrots before we leave town. Just real quick, uh, and uh, Ziggur's gonna go before so this the donkey exchange, donkey exchange. So real quick before story has her conversation, Ziggur's gonna go to Yali Dune say. Um, we found with this crate in the room, and it's been a very the chest. It's been very helpful. Do you mind if we take this chest with us? Uh, it it's got a lot of our belongings in it, and it would actually be really helpful on the journey. We just put the chest in the cart instead of having this, you know, all of our stuff loose in the cart. Yeah, because um, do you want to not to look like a poof? Yeah, look. Looking like a normal chest would be great. Is it? Could you do that? Do you have a chest? <laughs> we did. We did in our room, yeah. 
No, I just like the idea that like this magic thing. But do you have like just yeah? Y'all just like we probably actually have a regular chest somewhere in the bag. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it if it's if it's fine with you. Like I mean, we're probably gonna get out of here in a few days. It's just nice to consolidate all our goods in the chest on the cart. You know, it's just like keeping things neat and clean. It's absolutely. Yeah, uh, you know, it's the least we can do, really, for all you've done for us. I appreciate it. Um, great. Um, cool. I'll take uh, whatever chest you got, and I'll get it on the cart. This spot gives you like a little chest, like gnome sized chest. It's a story. No. <laughs> like, you know, secret sauce. It's a regular chest. Yeah. <laughs> You, you come back and Quill is feeding like apples and carrots to these animals and has an unseen servant out brushing down both animals. Story is trying to not act like she's hurt that the animals don't like her. She's not doing a the good The donkey's job. like hawing happily every so often. Till Ziggurat walks up and just diggers. We're good now, mate. Hey. We're cool. Oh, Zigrid, you... I've I've heard that, um... Oh, druids know how to uh, better communicate with animals. Do you think... Do you know if there's any druids nearby? We could, we could maybe, like, actually learn these animals' names. Perhaps, like, they're everywhere. Any, anywhere there's wilds, there's usually a druid... Whether you know they're there or not, it's been my experience. Um, I can't say I know any around here, but like I could keep an eye out. In maybe we we could ask we can ask Yaladu and Tasha before we go. Actually, think about that. Uh, sure, <laughs> sure. Go down there. Is there anybody who can speak to animals? Uh, while you guys are talking about this, the donkey's like looking like nodding its head and like stomping on the ground with its hooves really close together. It's going to be like somebody who got turned into a donkey. Did, did this just turn into Pinocchio? <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, yeah. So is there anybody in this uh, major enclave that can communicate with animals? Um, I would think so. Nikau probably could. Uh, Nikau, look, um, that's a weird question. C can you, like, talk to animals? Like, actually understand them? Um, I mean, um, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, I can do that. We have this donkey. Yes, yeah. I've had not like that too. <laughs> We're just trying to get him to follow us, honestly. Okay. Yeah, why, why not? I think it leads him. Here he is. He goes, hey there, he little is. Stella. And the dogs. I don't mean him any harm like we just we, I would love to be his friend uh, seems to have taken a like a quill we just want to come along and is it on our adventure with us he doesn't even have to carry anything at this point honestly we have a cart and a horse and Nikau just 
walks over to the donkey and starts strumming his little tune. And goes, so, uh, what's the name? Let's out a loud. They said they were going to eat you. Who said that? It was. I did say that, didn't I? The donkey just shakes its head emphatically. <laughs> <laughs> and Nika said, Cigarette, do you really? The bird did not, by the oh, way. I... Listen, I say a lot of things a lot of times. I apologize. We're not going to eat you. We're not going to eat you. And the donkey looks kind of askew at you with one wild open eye. So, uh, what's your name? The donkey again puts both hooves together and stomps. Looks up at Nico expectantly. He's, um, he, he says his name is Head Crusher. That's a great name. That that is a very acceptable name. And Nika goes, um, it's it's a strange name. Um, why, 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 why are you called that? And the donkey starts doing like this elaborate like pantomime, and like prancing across the yard, and then. Like, leaps to the side and makes, like, a little weird yip noise and then pops over to the other side and goes to town with its front hooves. Nika goes, um, he says, um, that he, um, his head, he was protecting, got attacked by coyotes and he... He crushed the heads with his hooves. Oh, so it's it's more title than a name. Uh, Fair came enough. By, came, came by that honestly. I appreciate that. Can can you ask the our donkey companion where his herd is? I mean, we we'd be more than happy if it's on our way to just return him to his home. His, I assume his family. And the donkey's ears go down and he hangs his head. And Nika goes, um, he says that um, someone ate him. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, donkey. I'm Head Crusher. And Head Crusher goes over to you and sticks his head under your arm again. Sigrid looks at him. Right. I realize how insensitive it is that I said we would eat you when your family had something similar happen. I'm very sorry. I truly am. I was wrong. And would you accept my apology? And it looks askance at you and then looks at Nikau, looks at you again, squints, and then stamps really hard. Nikau goes, um, he says, yes, but, um, he's got his eye on you, and 
if you step out, he head crush. That's the that's the literal translation. Hmm. I deserve it. It's fair. Yeah, right. I deserve it. If that is fair. I agree to these terms. Story signs at at Ziggurat. But what did I do? I didn't say I'd eat him. I just took the reins that were handed to me. And Nikau looks at the donkey again. Head crusher. Looks at Story. Looks at Ziggurat. Um, he, he just figured you were associates. The cat is ours, too. That's, that's true. I, I do kind of belong to, well, well, party, which you're welcome to join, Head Crusher. And I, I mean, Nico, if you can, I mean, Head Crusher, you kind of understand. Can't promise we won't be eaten. Uh, there, there have been already a couple of things that have tried. But uh, I can promise you're welcome to journey with us as, as long as, well, you desire to. And we'll try our best not to be eaten. I vow to protect you. And Head Crusher shakes his head and then he stomps the dirt in front of him really, like, vociferously and vigorously. What does that mean, Nikau? He says, if something tries to eat you, he's going to crush its head. It's a deal. Yeah, I welcome that. Uh, Nikau, I don't, I don't know much, how much you've got in the tank still, but... um. Mind asking our horse if it has a name? The horse sleepily looks over at you, looks at Nikau. Im. He says, "Name's Fred." Oh, that's a pretty good name too. Well, name Fred, head crusher. If you don't mind, I've got some more apples and carrots, and we probably should get out of here. Uh, got places to be. Temples to warn, parents to find. I think this is one of my favorite episodes. What was the horse's name again? Fred. Fred. Got it. Sorry, I was writing as you were saying that and I missed it. Just a very normal name. <laughs> so before we leave, uh, in conversations with uh, Yaladu, Story gives him the sweetest look she can. And says... If you point me to the rich neighborhood, I'll have 300 gold. Of course, in my official capacity. <clears throat> I can't approve of this. I just asked you to point. Looks around and then he stretches and points with his finger. <laughs> <laughs> so Story's going to go shopping in the rich area and instead of acting that whole thing out go ahead and just roll me just roll me a stealth roll and stealth or sleight uh, of stealth hand. first and then sleight of hand 22 for stealth and were you ready mm -hmm. for sleight of hand my gosh 25 for sleight of hand and i rolled a 14 so story as you go into the richer end of town, you happen to see a very fancy wagon unattended. You sneak 
up to it. And in it, you see a lady's purse. And inside of said purse, you find a hundred gold pieces. She takes that. And 16 silver pieces. And a key. Is there something that key goes to in the cart? It looks like a house key. Like a really big, ornate gate or house key. (laughs) What time is it? Time of day? Afternoon? We'll say it's afternoon. And we're not leaving, like, on this day. I don't know. Are you guys? You guys figure that out. I mean... Probably not. We we haven't okay. really talked about it as a group yet, officially, so. And who knows what Fred and Headcrusher want to do. I mean, they might be t- tuckered out. Yeah. You exactly. know how when you, like, pack the car, but you're not quite sure when you're going to be leaving yet? That's kind of the stage we're in at this point. Oh, God. It's going to be days. <laughs> we're stuck here. The snack bags aren't right. in the car. But, like, all of the stuff... Yeah, no, I get that. I you don't get have that. a mixtape ready yet? It's it's like when you wake up and you're, you're traveling, you're like, yeah, we'll probably leave around, like, one. I don't know. And for those of our younger viewers that don't know what a mixtape is, it's like a playlist that you had to physically remove and put into the car every time you wanted to listen to it. Um, excuse me, we're all the same age. We made CDs. I had mixtapes before I had CDs, thank you very much. It's true. That's true. I didn't have a CD player in my first vehicle. I had a tape deck, so. <laughs> we were all poor, so I get that. I don't like how my entire region of, like, actual physical space is being thrown under the bus here, though, because, you know, I, I'm pretty sure I can efficiently pack a car and leave in a reasonable amount of time. You, sir, have never packed with kids. Maybe you have. I don't want to assume, but... uh... No. I I usually don't have to pack with kids, so it makes things easier. And realistically, packing with story... It's kind of like packing with kids. (laughs) Yeah, it's basically... No, it's like packing with a hoarder. Mind you, in the middle of it, she just fucks True. off and disappears. And meanwhile, Ziggert's like, yeah, Locke, this is going to be a great time. Like, crime's going to go down. People are going <laughs> to notice that they're not going to be taken advantage of. Oh, my God. If Story gets caught in this, it's going to be hilarious. <laughs> I think this is an honestly a good series of events that have happened in this community. I'd be surprised if there were any thefts that happened in the next at least month. Secret. This is uh, this is like the first real. I I mean, we we did help uh, Karika and and the orcs. This is did real good here. I mean, it we there was a lot of violence and it was quite brutal, but real like honestly, I'm okay with violence. If somebody deserves the violence, I am. I don't want to say happy, but like sure. I will be the one to deliver it. And that's what we did here. 
Honestly, I think this town is working out for the better. I'm feeling good about what we've done here. But Ziggurat, as you're talking about violence, uh, Head Crusher is just really vigorously stomping. He agrees. Ziggurat, like, notices that and connects a little bit, like, I'm with you. Like, you know, if somebody punches me, I'm going to light his face up with ice. I don't want to take it. If you did something, you deserve what you get. I'm just saying, you dig your own grave. I assume. I, I, I haven't had Story tap me in the paw lately. she, like, finishing up her studies? Where is she? And then we go back to Story. This cart. Um, is it in front of a house? It's kind of in the middle of a market. Okay. Uh, Story is going to slip underneath that cart and chill out and hang on and hide. And Story, you've been sitting under this wagon. It's probably been two or three hours. Eventually, you see several people in very fancy garb climb in, and the wagon creaks and shifts as they get in. Did you take the gold Um, and the silver? No, because if she had the key... She's going to go to the key. So it was 100 gold and 13 silver. But found a key. So she put the gold and the silver back. But has the key. The wagon starts to shift and you're like clinging to the bottom of it. You feel it rolling along, and it's bumping, and it's twisting, and it's turning, and eventually it stops towards the outskirts of town. As you're riding along with this wagon, if you're paying attention to the surroundings, you're recognizing that the area that you're going to is in the same area that it was described that the mine owner's house was at. Oh god, it's the mine it's owner. It's in that same area. Not not that it, this is the specific house, but it's that mm-hmm. same area. It's of that town. same it's the rich neighborhood. Uh so at at the point where she can if there is an opening, she's going to do the whole like drop and roll into a bush. When they're like narrowing in on the house. So like when it's starting to slow down or something like that. When it's obvious that it's the right house, she's going to drop and roll so she can wait until lights turn off. So they pull up in front of a large gated estate. A gentleman leaps down off the front of the carriage, rings a bell, and then an attendant runs up, opens the gate. He climbs back into the carriage. 
drives it through the gate and up this fairly long driveway for something that would be in town. Parks the carriage outside of this very large uh, brick house. And it is brick, not cobblestone or anything like that. And it has a nice wide porch. And it looks to be about three stories. And then someone parks the carriage. Lights go out in that building. Shuts the doors, latches it, heads into the main house. She's going to stay where she can see the house and wait until everybody is is asleep. And what are Zigrit and Quill doing in this time? <laughs> Looking for story. So Zigrit, story story went somewhere. I'm assuming she's got Kanku things to do. I mean, she's like, she's talking about wanting to go talk to Yellydew about some thing she was having a like, commission from him. I don't see Yellydew, so it's probably dead. I don't know. Wait, wait. She's she's having Yellydew commission something. Yeah. Well, you, I don't know. You're, you're sure she asked Yellydew to make something for her? Yeah. She was talking about it the other night. We should ask Yalidu what, what she wants him uh, to make. Uh, maybe. I don't know. She didn't tell me what it was she didn't want to. She just said, like, she's like, hey, it's a present, a surprise, I don't know. <laughs> you know? They can't even ask anybody to do a location spell <laughs> because she has the amulet. <laughs> <laughs> no, you you you've seen that weird fisting thing that Yaladu has. It's like, and I met Yaladu is an amazing teacher, but the things he the makes. What are, thing? Well, it, that thing that drilled the hole in the gem that I had. It, it was like this weird. Right. It, it's terrifying. Um, and apparently it's very dangerous. And I can only assume that everything that man makes is either uh, categorically terrifying or dangerous in that order. Oh, I'll have to take your word for her. I've been with Trisha this whole time. He's an excellent teacher, a bit condescending at times, but no, he, he makes monstrous items. And Quill has like this flashback to the fist powering up, and it started off <laughs> like this and ended up like this. Um, yeah, we let's, let's just casually ask Yaladu what, uh, what story wanted to, to make. Look, before before we do, it like I know we've been like putting the cart together and getting things ready. We should probably take the opportunity to make our exit. Oh yeah. Is that what we're trying to like when we when should we leave? I was figuring, I mean, now that we know, you know, Head Crusher and Fred's names and they've agreed to travel with us and they're pretty okay with things. I bought them food. At least, you know, some perishables. I'm ready whenever. My my spell book is together. Oh, also, if we encounter any, like, copper pieces, I don't... They're kind of, like, junk, honestly, from what I understand. No one really uses them for currency anymore. Honestly, no. Like, I have, um... Let me check in my... I, I don't have any on me now, but if I do... Honestly, I just, like, give him his tips. 
Usually, it's probably why I don't have any on me. I, I don't know if you saw. I, I reforged my spellbook. Actually, the wizards. I noticed it looks really cool on the edges. Yeah, I was thinking that we can just, if we have any spare copper pieces and we don't want to use them, I just melt them down and they act as as new pages. And you see Nikau's like standing off to the side and he's like, you know, I heard that they're going to go to the silver piece as the base unit of currency in the kingdom, but they still say it's illegal to get rid of the copper pieces. <laughs> They've been saying it since I was a young little dragonling, <laughs> drake, whatever we call ourselves when we're young. But yeah, let's, I mean, I'm assuming story missing has something to do with Yaladu and whatever she commissioned from him. Let's go ask him. Yeah, I get a sinking sensation. We should find her, honestly. <laughs> and then we're going to flash over to story. Story, you're hiding out in this bush, and it's starting to get to be nightfall. The lights have come on. You see some activity at the house, and then gradually, one room by one room, they're starting to dim. So, at an appropriate time, as in when, you know, when the bedroom lights have turned off and the kitchen staff have stopped, you know, muddling about and it's fairly dark um she is going to stealth uh onto an office would be probably on the first floor yeah probably like a, a meeting room or something like that a writing room yeah a study yes where where the vault might be one's personal vault might be and she's going to see if she can figure out well, where that is at this particular house mind you she has a key but she's still gonna go in the window okay so give me a perception check Twenty-two. Okay, so you feel reasonably confident that you can identify which of the rooms is not a kitchen or like a living area. There's like one room that you could maybe see a candle and someone working at a desk for part of the day. But... As you're kind of scoping the place out, you do see a number of dogs roaming the yard. But you think there's like a decent chance that you can sneak past them. Not You're not like 100% sure, but there might be that fat, juicy paycheck at the end of this if you do this right. Mm-hmm. It's not her first time with dogs. You know, uh, yeah, she's gonna, she's gonna see what she can All do. Right. Why don't you throw me a stealth roll? Ah. 22. All right. So there's a couple moments where story, you're like sneaking, slinking 
from shadow to shadow across this yard that you see a dog perks its head up, sniffs a little bit, but then it just slinks on its merry way. She's done like in in between moments when nobody's like looking over, she's done like a dirt bath. So she smells like the earth here. And you make it up to this window and it doesn't have any visible latches on the outside. Do any of the windows nearby? Not on the first floor. But. A couple thoughts come to Story's head. Either she could sneak up to the front or go run back and see if there's like a servant's entrance or something like that around the back of the house. She could try to climb up to a second story window. Or she could try to softly break a window on the first floor to get in. No, she's going to go to the second and floor. And there's a number of trellises with flowers and things like that growing up the side of the house. Most of them are pretty strong and aromatic because, I mean, sometimes you got to empty that chamber pot out and you don't want things smelling funky. Yeah. So go ahead... And you're not really in a rush, so I feel reasonably confident that Story can probably climb up the side of that trellis without any issues. But just for funsies, why don't you roll me an athletics check? Acrobatic. Acrobatic? Sure. Okay. 27. Story snakes up the side of that building, up to that second story window, and it's Partially open. Story can hear some breathing inside. And some snoring. But. There does appear to be a clear path between the window and the door to the room. Just dangle that carrot. Yeah. And. And I'm certain that both the people or any of the people in this room are sleeping. Does Story have dark vision or? Nope. Okay, go ahead and do a perception roll for me at disadvantage. Very powerful. Ten. You are reasonably certain, not 100%, but reasonably certain that the occupants of this room are asleep. You can see a bed. With at least one person in it. Maybe two. Can I make it to any other windows? Um, Not without going down and then up again. And I'd probably have to run, roll another stealth. Mm-hmm. You got a pretty good stealth. That's all I'm saying. I do have a pretty good <laughs> stealth. Uh, she's going to try to find Go another ahead, window. Roll me that stealth, please. And that acrobatics. Fuck. 13 for stealth. 15 for acrobatics. Feeling a little more confident this time. Story, you start climbing up this trellis. And it rattles a little bit. 
because you're a little more rushed this time. You're like, uh, I, I better, I better get a move on. You climb up just fine, but you do prick your finger on a thorn. Give me one d four. Then roll a Constitution saving throw. Got a one. Okay, so one damage. And a Constitution saving throw. Eventually, oh, no. the die betrays you. <laughs> oh no! Oh my god, I love it so much. Mind you, this is Could've all for just a prank. Taken the- <laughs> All of this is so she can prank Quill. Right, she needs to pat her pockets. But is it, though? She had 100 gold at her fingertips. This is pure greed. And then now, there was the aspect of more. There was the aspect of more. So, story. Suddenly, you start feeling very drowsy. And the lights start to go out. And for just a split second before Story falls unconscious, you feel gravity take hold and you start slipping away from the trellis. Uh, can I react? Um, it's for Featherfall. Sure. Okay. Uh, do you have to roll anything for Featherfall? No, it just happens. Hang on. Yeah, choose up to five falling creatures within range. Uh, rate of descent slows to 60 feet per round until the spell ends. Okay. So I have a few rolls I have to do. Shit. Meanwhile, back at the ranch. So where are we going next, Quill? Like, we're taking the road down to the... We still want to go to the capital, Ron. We have a message to deliver. Wasn't there a couple more towns along this this road? The high road? There are. And to be candid, I want to make sure my parents... uh, I at least want to try to follow the trail. It didn't really get any sense of that from here, but... It's not like it's an immediate thing. Like, it's something we can pursue long term. I just just want to check. That's why I didn't really want to take the river. No, like once you explain that, it, this is this is important, Sigrid. This is, like, I mean, I know where my parents are, but your parents... Keep in mind, it was ten years ago that I saw them. It's like twice the lifetime of, like, you lived the same amount. I don't know, this world seems to be revolved around how long humans live. I live a decent amount of time. And, like, we lived to, like, 80. Humans lived to, like, 100. Like, you know, there's a... There's a long time. But still, I mean, a hint here and there. It it matters. And if we can pick up a, a trail, I'm, I'm more than happy. I mean, it's not like Paylor's popping up anytime soon. I mean, he's, like, one of the chief deities... We should probably be a little more hasty about it, I guess. I feel like we're dry. It's been comfortable here. I'm going to be honest. It's nice not having to, like, 
Hard on lot killing. But again, it has to be done sometimes. I can rationalize it. That's that's fair. Oh, hey, hey Yaladu. Uh, I, if you don't mind, I I was wondering if you knew where Story was. Or also, I I have another pertinent question. Uh, you're making something for Story. What is that? Well, I mean. I may or may not have been working on something for story. Um, I'm under a strict NDA. You said it was a surprise. I'm kind of looking forward to seeing it. It's maybe a gift. I think it's going to be very surprising for everyone involved. I just want to say that right now. It's going to be great. Can I make like an int check to just deduct what this is? Insight, maybe? Or insight? Yeah, why don't you do an insight check? Okay, cool. It's a 17. Okay, so you have a pretty good idea that Yaladu's hiding something. He's a little uncomfortable, so you think it might be something that you're not, you and Diggert might not necessarily be super psyched about. Thinking back on, on story. Kind of like stalling for time. Well, you know, and I mean, um, yeah, story. She she came out earlier. Um, yeah, she talked about something she wanted. And don't, don't worry about it. Um, and so, so you haven't seen her lately, like in the last. Hour. It's well, been like an hour. It's it's been more than an hour. She's she's been gone for several hours at this point. And I mean, I I don't want to like maybe suspect what uh, what she's up to, but it it wouldn't have anything to do. With uh, with something like this, and Quill just like rubs his fur out on <laughs> Yaladu's desk, and glitter pours out of. <laughs> and Yaladu like leans back. He puts his loops down and like peers at it, and then he like reaches over and grabs like another like fist shaped gauntlet, and like the finger pops up, and you just hear this whirring noise, and it, like sucks all the glitter up. Clicks it shut, he goes, I'll just save that for later. I can neither confirm nor deny. The NDA is pretty strict on what I'm allowed to say about it. But as far as um, story goes, yeah, she came by. She she wanted to talk to me. Uh, she was going to pay me, but it sounds like she might have needed a little cash. She said something about how cash comes easily to her. She does that, yes. And I don't know why, but I just, I have this feeling that she went to, like, that away? No reason. I don't know why she would go in that <laughs> direction. I certainly would not point her in that direction, being a responsible, upstanding citizen. And he, like, glances over at that back wall with the curtain across it and notices it's a little open. And he, like, leans back slowly closes the curtain <laughs> responsible citizen of ragoon yes you you are one of ragoon's best yeah they do i do what i can Zig, uh we'll we'll just go in and see if we can catch up to story yeah honest we look around town and see if we could find a you know <laughs> As they kind of walk away, Ziggert's like, she she did like shiny things. You think she saw a shiny thing and maybe 
pursued it? I think Story is currently doing what Story does best. That's fair. Do you try to find a lead? And I deeply... Yes, we should we should at least see if we can go find something. I deeply fear for the poor soul that stands between Story and what she wants. And that, I'm afraid, is where we're going to end this episode. <laughs> Shit. What a joyously mischievous end to the episode. <laughs> But as we close, we're going to flash over to a certain gnome shopkeeper sitting in a darkened room. He has his little trinket glass unicorn resplendent with ruby dewdrop mane on his shoulder. He seems to be muttering to himself and throwing different components into a smoldering fire. Smoke begins to billow up and fill the room. His eyes glaze over and turn white. Strange reflections of two figures, an older man sitting on the top of a hill, overlooking a valley, and a younger humanoid standing behind him. And that's where we're going to end our episode tonight. It's like we're getting that unicorn. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you to all of our listeners that are listening to this in podcast form. I want to say that up front. Because we love this so much being primarily a podcast that we are trying to do. Tonight we recorded episode 33, which is technically the 34th episode because we had a two-parter. Yeah. It's just been great. Thank you to everyone. We're, I, I mean, we as players are really enjoying it. We're enjoying our growth, which is way ahead of where we thought it was going to be at this point. When we started things, we kind of mapped things out. I've been the GM. I'm Steve. You can find me at Uber Geek Media on Twitter. You can find me on pretty much any social media. With me tonight as my friends, my f- players, my co-hosts, I have with me John. I'm John. You can find me at SeasonalBard on Twitter. And I am now officially Head Crusher's best friend. And Anne. Hi, I'm Anne. I play your Kenku Rogue, and uh, pretty sure I'm going to roll up a new character soon. <laughs> and Mark. Hi, I'm Mark. I've played Zigrid, and I am entirely into whatever story has going on in her life right now. <laughs> <laughs> and I also play Zigrit, Dragonborn Sorcerer. Again, thank you to everyone listening to our podcast tonight. I really hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, please consider liking, following, or subscribing the show on whatever platform you're consuming it on. If you really want to help us out and keep the lights on, you could find us on Patreon and pledge 
to us there, and then you get access to some of our private shows, like our Uber Geek Media Creator Cast that has a few episodes up. You get access to backstories for In Absentia, and also, eventually, you'll get access to some of our other podcasts. Or you could go to our website, www.ubergeekmedia.com, click the donate button, and that is the best way for you to donate to us to help us keep things running. Have a great night. So, do we want to keep chatting on stream or do we want to cut it and keep recording? Yeah, let's do some bonus stuff where we're off stream and just kind of recap uh, in that space. That sounds good. Also, donate blood yes. and donate Thank you so much. different organizations that are helping out the uh, Ukrainian Please support refugees. our friends in Ukraine. Yeah. You, can, uh, you can head over to places like the americasblood.org or redcrossblood.org to find locations where you can donate blood. Uh, I know Twitter has been kind of posting various uh, RPG bundles, like TTRPG bundles, uh, or looking to post TTRPG bundles for putting together donations for the Ukraine, which would be a, a great way to both enjoy your hobby and support a good cause. And whatever and the then, case, uh, double check and research your cause. Make sure that the money yes. gets to where it needs to and uh, be cautious out there on the internet. So especially right now as um, cyber attacks are probably going to be increase as uh, tensions up. escalate. Um, we will also be trying to retweet and support our fellow creators who are putting these bundles together and supporting people who are in need right now all over the place because um, there's just a lot going on in the world. Hey there, podcast listeners. Um, this is Editing Steve, or Steve with his editing hat on. I just wanted to say a few words at the end of the episode here. Instead of my normal fade-out as we kind of tease our table talk after a session, I ended the episode with a plea to donate, or, or not even a plea, like just a reminder to donate to causes. If you're able to right now, things in the world are kind of ugly. They have been for about you know the last two years with the epidemic and everything else but things only get better when we all come together and help support each other and lift each other up so just a friendly reminder please lift anyone you know up that needs it and try to support anyone and everyone you can as best you can but also just take care of yourself. Have a good night.